This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 270 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, Nicole, racket number one, nowbam.com. We'll link it below as we always do. What are the odds? Winning the lottery versus home ownership. I guess this is a real debate. It's Obviously, a real debate. Winning the lotto is impossible. Well, I guess Any if you're out there bidding on houses right now, you do feel like you have a better chance of winning the lotto. I think you have a better chance. You can fact check me in the comments. I think there's a, a more likely chance of getting struck by lightning than winning like the jackpot. Oh, I that if, I that I wouldn't that doesn't surprise me at all. The jackpot. I mean, I you could win the lot. I mean, winning the lotto could be considered what? Like winning a scratch off. Getting right? a free ticket. Yeah. All right. So new Zillow research reveals over half of Gen Z and millennials who are not homeowners believe it would take winning the lottery for them to afford a home purchase. So they're saying, hey, like I just won't even be able to buy a house, let right. alone what you're saying, like win the offer, right. unless I actually win the lotto to have the money to right. afford to buy a house. But then you'll be on like one of those like TLC specials because you're like bankrupt. I think all those people that win the lotto end up like going bankrupt because they're like, they're, they're buying houses not just for themselves, but for others. But I digress. If you don't buy a house, you're going to miss out on the guarantee of generational wealth. Haley, if you want to put the chart, I've shown it on the hot sheet. I've shown it on knowledge brokers podcast. If you want to put that fortune chart up that shows decade over decade over decade, the last four decades, Nicole, yeah. we've had 25, 30, 40% home price appreciation every single decade. So if you don't actually, and, and we might've even shown it on last week's real word. I don't know. Did we? I don't know. We might've anyways, yeah. put that up today. Um, Cause I think people will, I think agents will definitely enjoy that chart. If you don't already have it, you can screenshot it. The down payment is a major barrier. So 36 of Gen Z saying they would sacrifice their beloved social media wow. to magically have the funds to put down a starter home. Nicole, what, how much would someone have to pay you to give up social media? Is it, you know, two Cosmos? Is it, <laughs> what is it? I mean, that makes it sound like a cheap date. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I'd gladly give up social media, but I two I Cosmos a day for a year. I mean, I could have, I could have, I could afford my own Cosmos. So I think True. we would need to boost it up a little bit of something that I couldn't afford, but I mean, yeah. Cosmos are very tempting. You, you are speaking my love language. Well, I, exactly. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> no price on a good Cosmo. Both generations are still largely optimistic with about two thirds of Gen Z and millennials saying it's realistic for them to buy a home in the next five years. Okay, so let's get into some of these numbers, Nicole. Yep. All right, uh, perceptions on what it will take to afford a home. So if you're an agent, you likely are, this is the perception that your Gen Z and or millennial client might have. They're interested in buying a home, they've reached out, but maybe they're ghosting you because this is what's going on in their head. 26 of Gen Z, 27% of millennials say they'd have to give up all spending on clothing, dining, and entertainment to be able to afford a home. 20% of Gen Z and 25% of millennials say they'd have to move to a different city. Maybe they don't want to relocate right. uh, outside of what they know and love. 26% of Gen Z and 16% of millennials say they'd have to marry mm -hmm. someone with substantial savings. I love Did, it. I mean, I always say that next time I'm going to marry for money, you know, they got, that's, that's, that's gotta be the move. There's a 50 cent song about that. Yeah. 50 cent. Pity. What's the, you know, what's the song? Come on. No, really? You know the song. 
I, do you know the song? I don't want people, you know, I, you could say this, I guess, I, I, you know, he was saying it about one sex. I don't want to get anyone's feathers ruffled. No feathers <clears throat> Rachel, ruffled. Uh, you know, thinking I'm pointing out a you know specific thing, but you know, the song was a uh, gold digger. You know, oh, I, I, I'm better. I have to hear it. I have to hear it. Maybe, maybe we could play it quick. And Rachel, the invite's still open. I really, oh boy, really want you to come on. Poor Rachel. Poor Rachel. All right, great news for cash strapped, uh, cash strapped home buyers doing the math and realizing they would otherwise uh, have to pay sixty-seven thousand to buy a home valued at three hundred thirty-four thousand. Um, they weren't aware that the twenty percent down payments just recommend. That's what twenty percent would be. Right. But obviously, you don't have to put twenty percent down. In fact, Nicole, that new a uh, ruling that starts May 1st where some of these lower credit uh, scores, Fannie and Freddie Mac loans, they're actually going to get a reduction as much as almost 3,500 in closing costs right? Uh, starting on May 1st. So that would make it more advantageous. It's still such a competitive um, you know, situation in, in those lower priced homes. Okay. So here are things you can suggest to help aspiring home areas in your area who think it's going to take hitting the lotto for them to buy a house. Okay. Uh, get clear on what you can afford. Okay. So work with buyers on monthly payment, not prices of homes. Exactly. Okay. And so that would be taxes what, from one town to the other. Right. Uh, would it impact that? All those different scenarios. Narrow the search to those with the monthly payments. Yep. Uh, get pre-approved, obviously. Shop around for a mortgage lender and start the pre-approval process. I think now is a better time than ever, Nicole, to get two or three conversations with lenders and get a competitive environment because with how transactions are down, they're looking for more volume on their books every month. And that would be a good thing to, to try to get them to compete on product and pricing. Absolutely. Right? Uh, get the help of a real estate agent who has your best interests or hearts. What would you be your big takeaway for someone who thinks they've got to hit the lotto to afford a home? Well, I mean, I, I think we sort of wrap it up here with number number one and two. And we talk about this every week. We even talked about it with Zillow now that they are um, showing you the monthly payment instead of just, you know, the purchase price. I think it, you need to know what you can afford. I think you need to show them in black and white. I think you have to talk to a professional. Um, but again, I think getting out there, I think where it's super helpful too, I think a lot of people have been doing on social media too, you know, like the difference between renting and, and then the, the purchase of, of a home. So again, it's really just getting the information out there to make sure people know what they can afford per month instead of like this is saying the purchase price. Making sure that they understand the monthly payments so that they can make the decision whether it's right. clothing or entertainment of what they're gonna what they're gonna cut out because when you do look at the last four decades, how much home price appreciation homeowners have experienced, and that homeowners are forty four x more wealthy than a renter, and that if you don't actually buy a house you're going to miss out on those opportunities and you're going to miss out on the enjoyment of use, not just right. the financial opportunities uh, would get some of these Gen Z and millennials to maybe think about it a little bit differently. Cause statistically, Nicole, yep. 95% of them uh, say that in order to fulfill their dream of home ownership, 95% of Gen Z and 94% of millennials. So that's like all, all of Gen them. Z and millennials say they'd have to make more money or uh, drastic life changes. 40% of millennials expect they would have to get a second or third job. That wouldn't work for the bare 
uh, Monday minimum people, a pair minimum Monday rather. And 28% of Gen Z say they'd have to change careers to afford a home purchase right now. What won't change in the future is the fact that homeowners are far more wealthier and better off at the end of their life than that of the lifetime renter. And so making some of those early adjustments to put yourself in position and it puts you in position to on your move up or, or your right. next move to capitalize on on some appreciation and cash in on on a hit that you wouldn't likely get right. as a bonus from from your work. So okay. Uh I don't think playing the lotto though is gonna be a good strategy. So uh, no. Nope. Get with the local agent. Make sure if you're a local agent, you're putting out the right information to help people make the right decision. Okay. Um Inman came out with an article uh today that we're gonna cover. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good article. Uh so excited. It was a great article because uh, Jim, who wrote the article, who's been a writer for a long time there, um, he's playing off of, you know, many articles that have been written. Right. So many, many, many. Many articles. Mainstream media publications have written an article very similar. CNBC uh, has written an article, Boomerang employees are back in force. Uh, Harvard Business Review has written on this topic as recently as March, Forbes. Uh, yeah, many financial, others. financial management just did one the 5th of April. They wrote about it too. Yeah, many, many, many yeah. articles. But mm -hmm. we'll cover the Inman one because we're nice. Meet the boomerang agents returning to their old brokerages here on racket number two as the battle for agent count stalls amid a slow market. Firms such as Compass are seeing former agents lured away by promises of better tech and more opportunities come back into the fold. Okay. Sherry Davis, she had been at Compass for about two years when the grass started to look a little greener. Always elsewhere. does. Always looks greener. It's always so much greener over there. A longtime industry vet who spent years working in title escrow uh, told Inman she was recruited late last year by a Coldwell banker franchise. You know what the thing about the, the grass being green at Coldwell uh, they give you that little bonus, which which comes in People green. People love the bonuses over there, at Coldwell. Yes, Coldwell Banker notorious for the uh, for the bonus game. Uh, they promised me the world when it came to technology and service. She didn't mention the bonus as soon as I discovered. Well, that it does tools... say that she stayed for two years, so I think she needed to in order to not have okay. to pay that bonus back. <laughs> there you go. Uh, as soon as I discovered their tools were terrible, so Sherry Davis really hated it. Not happy with the Coldwell Banker tools. Now I don't know about that, uh, about them being terrible. A lot of these I haven't tools... been at Coldwell Banker in gosh, Listen, maybe eight years. I don't know any of the tools now. If you're going over for tools, uh, you know, there's teams across the country that have, you know, put together a great tech stack to work for their market. But a lot of these brokerages, let's face it, the tools are are often similar. But anyways, uh, I had a lot of leads coming in. I just felt like I couldn't take care of my clients. It was terrible. Huh. Hmm. All right. So Let's look at some some of these charts here. Haley will put up some charts. You've got the Compass Agent Count. Compass Agent Count throughout the year of 2022 actually went up. I mean, it was, you know, they were growing much faster in years prior, but they've seen its headcount tick up a little bit over the last three quarters. So, so they're not experiencing some mass exodus with all right. the other things that are going on at Compass. So um, they did manage to recruit and maintain agents at 
uh, rates that have outpaced the broader industry. Okay, so you've got to give Compass a huge amount of credit there because not only has it been competitive with the agents who are left because agents are leaving the industry, uh, but they've been able to maintain. So, so you just got to give them credit there. Uh, EXP agent count. All right. So uh, company founder, Glenn Sanford, he has suggested in the past that the company may eventually have hundreds of thousands of agents um, and uh, more than hundreds of thousands of agents than other companies, okay, than it does today. But the trend in recent quarters doesn't suggest that that will happen anytime soon over at EXP. You can put that chart up. Their growth has slowed substantially. They're still well below the 100,000 mark that uh, EXP was projecting just one year ago at T360, which I will be at next week, Nicole. We'll do yeah. the real word from Naples, Florida for the T360 Am I coming event. down? Does that mean you're flying me down? Do you want to come down? I'd come down. I mean, it's freaking shitty here. I'll take we, it. We have the BAM Mastermind. Yeah, that's on Friday. Uh, I'm, I on, mean, I was invited to that. So on I'll, Friday, I, I could scooch back. The BAM Mastermind on Friday. The link is down below if you want to come to the BAM Mastermind. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, two spots left? Three spots yes. left? Yes, just two spots left. Love it. So grab those. It's an all-inclusive event. You should definitely come. All right, so Keller Williams agent count has ticked down in quarter four. You can see that on the chart here. Um, so quarter number four numbers were actually down relative to quarter three, but but pretty flat. I mean, they're up from quarter four, 2020. And Keller Williams, obviously close to 200,000 agents. Uh, this, this chart here, percentage change in agent count by quarter uh, shows Compass EXP anywhere, which is the Realty brands and Keller Williams uh, in comparison to each other. So technology and culture are the big draws for brokerages. Surprising that technology is such a big draw, but I guess if you're a solo agent, you're going to rely on being able to take as advantage as, of as much tech as you possibly can, you know, cause, cause these big brokerages can't offer leads. None of them have leads. It's not right. like a team which gives out leads. Well, I, I but I, it's interesting though, cause again, she, people are going for the tech, but unless you're actually utilizing the tech, it, it's, it's, it's not really that helpful. So I think, I think a lot of people probably get in thinking that the tech will help make their jobs a little bit easier, but then if they're not really, I don't know, it's sort of a double-edged sword there too. I'm terrible at the tech. I mean, I, 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 I am awful at it where I don't know that that would necessarily get me to, to, to move. But, um, I think if, if they enticed me enough to make it sound like my job was going to be easier it may be an initial move. And then if I'm not utilizing it, it's sort of trash, but no, I agree with you. I think, but again, leads are an interesting, um, well, I mean, we can have a leads conversation any other day, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, we'll get in, we'll get into the reasons why here. Let's yeah. go back to some of these boomerang examples. Keller Williams rival EXP has seen agents boomerang back. Uh, you've seen that a bunch of different ways. I know that there's been very big, uh, real team that went from, uh, Keller Williams to real back to Keller Williams. Uh, you've seen a lot of people go to EXP and go back to their brokerage. So EXP and real had exponential growth. Over the last couple of years, that that has cooled off considerably. That as they continue to still recruit in new talent, both of those brokerages, but some people get in there and they feel like, whoa, just not what I expected. The the whole rev share 
thing wasn't for me. They go back to, to what they know. There's a lot of different reasons why you would not go into a rev share model. Do you have the right brokerage partner to help support your business? Uh, you know, what are the things culture is a big one here. They're saying, right? So culture yeah. is a big reason why people are, are going to move. Uh, Remax told in Inman that annually since 2018, an average of 10% of the agents who join the company have previously worked at the firm. So one out of 10 agents that join Remax have already been there before. They know about the brand. They know that, that they support an entrepreneurial right, vision. Sure. And you may go somewhere else and be like, wow, I, I really had it good uh, when I was at Remax. And so, you know, they're saying this about Compass. You could probably, it doesn't mention Sotheby's, um, in the article here, but you could probably see that some of the comments, Nicole, uh, in fairness are new words when reporting about compass, glad to see some media turning the corner. So, mm. uh, you know, compass has been holding strong in their agent retention and, and recruiting. Um, another one saying they're surprised that compass is being written about in a positive light. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, surprised you're talking about it in a positive light. I feel well, like, well, I mean, the numbers, the chart don't lie for sure. Numbers don't lie. Okay. So, uh, Russ Cafano, who is the CEO of uh, Calabra and former president of eXp, that historically you leave and you do not come back to the same brokerage, okay? That's because agents in the past typically left a couple due, due to some type of issue, be it technology, the people, or something else. And those things typically don't change. But more recently, he continued, agents have been willing to slot brokerages not because there is something wrong. Okay, so people on the, are on the move right now in 2023, and I want to get your take on this, Nicole. Mm -hmm. I've got a take on it. Not because something is wrong with the brokerage, but simply because the grass seems greener elsewhere. They have FOMO or fear of missing out. They didn't have a rift with the previous manager or company. They didn't fundamentally dislike what was going on. Uh, and that and that's just looking for more. They, they want more in this environment, your take on that. I, 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 I don't, it's interesting. Cause I don't know that I would say FOMO fear of missing out, but I do definitely think that a lot of people think the grass is always greener. You know, they've worked this hard. Now they deserve people to like bow to them and give them these crazy splits and all this Cobalt banker money and pay for some of their advertising. And so I think a lot of people feel as though they, they, they deserve more. They deserve people to start like begging for them to come. And obviously people are going to throw them the world, but can they actually follow through with it? So I do, I do think that it's, it's always about more. Everyone's always looking for more, um, instead of just, I mean, there's, if your business is doing well, I mean, like, what do they always say? The grass is greener where you water it. So at the end of the day, I mean, I think it's, it's really where you're watering it. It's, 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 it's what you, it's where you're believing in. But yes, I think at the, yes, they're leaving because they want more. They want more because the market is significantly harder right now in 2023. And a lot of agents are looking for an easy out to make the same kind of money that yeah. they did in 2021, 2022, when the answer is going to be more follow-up. When the answer, like Gary Keller uh, said, it's going to be doing more. The playbook in 2023 is about harder work, not an easy out. Right. And so they're listening to some empty promise and they're making a switch. You know, I've only in 12 years, 11 years, whatever it is, 11 or 12 years, I've only ever 
worked at two brokerages and I got to tell you, it would be, and, and the only reason I left the first one is because I had a partnership that was dissolving. Right. Okay. And, and we were starting a new partnership. Um, is, is really the only one I didn't have an issue with the brokerage. There was no issue with the, brokerage. I went back, I was at the brokerage that we're at now, went to Coldwell and then went back. I, I was a boomerang. I went back. I, you were I, the boomerang. I was the boomerang. I liked it. I liked and, it better over there. And I got to tell you, I don't ever think about switching brokerages. I, I think I get that you get the right partnership and you work on the partnership. It's, it's like getting into a marriage. Okay. You, sure. you don't look for you know, a girlfriend, once you're married, you, you look to improve on the marriage, you look to make it better. Yeah. You, you look to keep it interesting. And, and you're in it for a long term commitment. These agents that bounce around typically have no business, meaning they have no business being at any of these brokerages, but they also have no business personally, they, they just are, you, know, you don't see top agents bouncing around, you see them at a brand for decades for a right. long time. Or and they... most people that say that they're going to leave that, they would say, I'd only leave if I started my own brokerage. That's so right. Yeah. They're not, that, they're that's not the next... going to another brokerage. Nicole, yeah. you and I have numbers um, with our team. Our team has numbers that is uh, brokerage level numbers in our marketplace. Okay. So it was over 700 sales in 2022 you see some people going out there and start brokerages with like 30 transactions I know. It, it, it's embarrassing and people ask us like why wouldn't you go and start a, a a brokerage even with that amount of transactions there is you know value in sticking with what we know works for the business and right. so you know a lot of agents right now that are looking for the easy out are, are going to be surprised with what they get at the new place, you have a honeymoon experience of a couple of months, those couple of months go by. And once you stop cashing checks from your old brokerage, you know, it can be a surprise. You see this boomerang effect on teams too, because agents leave are used to having a certain amount of leads and, and deals support. pumped into their database support, right. you know, a specific culture. And when that gets stripped away and they're on their own, they realize how difficult it can be in this market. Uh, certainly right now to do that is, you know, a huge, huge leap of faith. So not surprised by the boomerang effect. I, I never believed that, you know, some of these new models were going to come in and destroy legacy models like a Keller Williams, uh, you know, certainly in the Northeast, like our, our brokerage, William Ravis, shout out to them next year will be 50 years. You know, some of these you know, Remax just celebrated their 50 years. Some of these brokerages have been around decade over decade over decade. They're, uh, they know how to invest. They know how to protect their agents and they know what their agents need in these downturns. And you will see agents uh, stick with what got them here or go back to it. And you're seeing it even with Compass. And, and so, so giving credit to them, um, people, the culture is a big thing and people like the culture at a place like Compass, despite all the money that they spent to build that culture, agents enjoy the experience, it seems. And so that's why they're having some retention there. Nicole, as yes. we've done the last few weeks, I think we'll continue to do on the, on the podcast. Let us know in the comments if you've enjoyed this. I wanna react to a clip here in Racket number three from yesterday's Over Ask podcast. Go check out the podcast if you missed it. It's with Monica Church. She has 1.5 million 
YouTube subscriptions. She built the YouTube channel first, then got her real estate license and has now been closing deals left and right based off of her lead flow that she's generated for herself. Uh, but let's react to this clip. It's it's Matt Leonetti to start, you know, co-host of Over Us with, of course, the broke agent interviewing Monica and then Monica's take on uh, what type of content agents should be producing. Let's have a listen and react. We're selling ourselves more than anything. And I think people miss the mark on that a lot. I always say that when you're creating videos, like even if you don't want to do anything too risky, like have a background with shit that you like. People can relate with you. Like, I like that book. I like that type of watch, whatever. The more touch points that you can show off, the more relatable you are. Realtors need to stop making videos about like, here's how property taxes work. Here's how escrow works. Like no one cares. No one cares. Like just tell them when they're in contract. Your job should be to make some real estate content and have your viewer know that you're a good competent agent, but the, follow you for everything else about your life. But then when it comes time for them to buy, they're going to think of you first. If all you do is make it super real estate focused, you're attracting 0.01% of the population. And then on top of that, the location you're in, it's like 0.0001%. You want to expand. Uh, your thoughts, Nicole, she, she said two things there, what type of content you should be making and, and then kind of what, um, you know, how small the audience can be. Cause when you're talking about, you know, right. trying to attract, uh, buyers and sellers are talking about a local market. So your, your take on what Monica said. Well, I mean, I 100% agree with her. Um, and obviously Matt was saying the same thing too, again, about a book you're reading or, I mean, I get the most posts and I, I think you do too, the most comments when you, you post about your daughters. I or, do it once every two years. But, I know, yeah. but it's, it's, but, it, but you have to admit it's a little strategic on your part. You do make sure that you, you sprinkle it in here and there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get the most things when I'm, I'm posting about my husband or I'm posting about my kids. Um, again, even just design things, it, it, I may not be posting it all the time, but the amount of DMs I get about Nicole, I'm painting the exterior of my house. What's your favorite gray color? Because again, you've built that, that's, that, that stuff is gold. It like, is 100% because then when they go to sell, they're like, oh my goodness, that's the color that you told me to paint my kitchen four years ago. Do you remember? And I'm like, oh yeah, of course I remember. And like, you're just that, you're that constant resource or, hey, Nicole, like who do you use for your dumpsters? Like I need a dumpster this weekend. Who do I call her? Now, most most recently, everyone wants to get their cars cleaned. I mean, I think I've given my car cleaner so much business after like one post I made about my before and after of my car. So, um, yeah, I mean, being I, we've always said be the resource, be mm. be the person that everybody goes to. Um, that certainly has kept my business flourishing for it, sure. If you know design like Nicole does and the trending colors and the, you know, and you go to a lot of these uh, showrooms to, you know, like when you're working on projects like Nicole does, uh, that's great content to share. And, and I think it's super relatable. And like what Monica's saying, just like be super broad and, and have all of these little um, touch points. That being said, I do disagree on um, digging into like explaining the taxes because listen, she's like, nobody cares about it until they do. You know, once a year, people do look up if they're a homeowner, something about their property taxes, having a great blog, having a great video yeah. on how I, to explain the mill rates and the taxes. In I your think town. that was probably the wrong example, but I do think that there are some videos that people make that are very real estate related that are more just for in the, in the moment. But I think assessments and taxes are always important things to talk about. Yeah. Again, especially during revalue years, which because we're having over here. There's a lot of home homeowners that are following 
following that and they want to know what's going to happen, whether they're buying or selling. So I, that's very relevant content. And I do tend to lean more towards for, for most agents. Okay. For the average agent, I, I tend to lean more towards Tom story, bam creator, uh, his style of content creation, which is that one for one content, meaning you're creating content specifically seen for one person, because let's, let's face it. There's 1.5 million agents and not many of them are going to build a YouTube following at 1.5 million, like Monica hat off to Monica church for being able to pull that off, for you know, sure. hat off to, to Ryan Surihan for the brand he's built off of having the exposure at Bravo. And, and he shows a very fun lifestyle as being a real estate agent and, and all the things that he shows and others, right. That have been able to build these incredible followings that have everyday consumers that aren't even in their market that elevate their brand to such a level that creates leads on their internal market for the other 99% of you that that's never going to happen for, I would be the reporter of my local town. Uh, I would dig in and be that, that voice for the town because I guarantee your local newspaper is a complete rag. I guarantee that the local news station in your market is hot garbage and that you could do that better and that you could gain a following on reporting the information and the happenings of the things that people that live there are just interested in doing. I think Ken Pozak in Orlando and what he's done and he's built a very Orlando based you know, following on his YouTube channel, but we're talking about 36 million subscribers on his YouTube channel. Hit the link down below for the BAM Mastermind if you want Ken to build your YouTube channel for you. We'll be doing that on May 5th. But that to me, because he's an Orlando agent and he sells over 200 million a year with him and his team, those 36 million, we'll see how Monica's business plays out, might be more valuable when it comes to real estate sales. Not all the I'm not talking about the sponsorships that Monica does and and the and the money she's making from that right. kind of stuff. I'm just talking about closings. His channel might be more valuable than Monica Church's because it's people that are moving to, living in, interested in Orlando, Florida specifically. And so there is value in building this well, local but I, brand but in content. Where, where is she from? I think she's uh, Northwest. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Haley produced that one. She's sitting next to you. If, if it's Northwest, uh, might be Seattle. All right. I guess I'm just thinking, I, and I was just trying to sort of defend her a little bit too, because I- I'm, I'm not, I'm not, listen, what she's pulled off, Nicole. Seattle, yeah. No, I no, no, want, I'm not. People, I'm just, I, I but again- People take me out of context all the time, so hold on. I, and I, and, and, and I'm not taking you out of context. That's why I also want to, like, I want to give the other side so that someone isn't taking you out of context, because I, I do- I, What I'm saying is most people can't do what she did. 100%, okay. 100%. And again, you're just saying that he's more valuable, but I also think where, where he's a genius is that, I mean, we live in a little town in Connecticut where there's maybe 20,000 people here. I think maybe a little bit more. And I guarantee you, and I'm, I'm definitely exaggerating here, but I bet there, I feel like for every two people I talk to, one is either moving to Naples yeah, or vacationing yeah. in Naples or wants to buy a second home in Naples. So this would be the time for the Naples agents to strike, you know? So I think obviously he's seeing a migration where he is too. There's a, a, a big pull down to Florida. So Huge. 
I mean, so he's really maximizing that migration too, which is again, genius. Because again, I bet a lot of his clients are not local. So he's teaching them about the local market. He's teaching them about what to do um, in Orlando. He's showing them where to go. So it's really more for the people that are moving in and not so much for the people that are, are living there too. So um no, I mean, I think having I, one million I'm using that example because I've really dropped the ball on branding. I should start a no. Connecticut to Naples, Florida YouTube channel. Dude, I mean, we were just talking about this morning. We know someone that's moving down there and you keep saying like, do they have an agent? Do they have an agent? And it's just like everybody that we talked so to, you're in Naples. People. Our developer is in Naples. The, the guy that tried to run for governor of Connecticut is buying down in Naples. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. So I'm going to start that YouTube channel. Let's do it. Connecticut to South Florida moves. Well, and I can and I can come down and, and you can take me to like your favorite spots. Like because I'm the Connecticut person like moving and like I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, all, like I'm also the Connecticut person. Nicole. Well, no, but I'm but you live there. I don't. Yeah. So you're taking me to all these places I've never been before. Oh, my gosh. The, the I'm very passionate about Naples content. So this would be an easy one. We're, we're going to start that channel and uh, prove my thesis right about having a, a channel centered around a specific town, a specific lo city location. Especially it, if you're in a location that everyone is wanting to go to. On YouTube is probably the most valuable thing you can do as an agent. Uh, and we have a whole mastermind around that. So hit the link down below on Cinco de Mayo. Maybe Nicole will be in Naples that week. That's next week. This is the last call for that. And sh I want to shout out to Monica Church. Thanks for coming on a BAM podcast, number yeah. one, um, sharing your expertise. I think it's incredible what you've pulled off. I don't think it's realistic for the majority of, of people who create content in real estate to try to pull off 1.5 million subs, but I think 10,000. Yeah. You know, well, but even, but all you really need in your market though, is ha like how many, what, how many deals and, you want to do in a year? 50? Like all you need to do is hit 50 people. I need to fact check myself here on, on Ken Pozak. I think I said 30 million subs on him. He, he's 30,000, 36,000 compared to the 1.5 million. Cause I think I said 30 million. I meant 30, you did say 30 million. Okay. No, 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 35,000, 36,000 compared to the 1.5 million. Okay. So I, I, I got to fact check myself there. So I'm talking about 36,000 people that that are so sorry about that. Yes. That are um, living in, passionate about Orlando. And to me, those tens of thousands can be more v valuable than the 1.5 million that are spread across when you're just talking about a real estate business. And again, obviously, Monica is getting sponsored. Well, we tell our agents that all the time. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, I you want to go viral, but I don't know that our agents need to go viral. Like all you need to do is, is, is hit that homeowner that wants to sell or, or, or hit that buyer that's looking to buy. I preferably just want to be a content machine for bam day after right. day, right. And get of in course. front of agents. But yeah, it's nice when you do have a viral pop off. Yeah. But, but having a viral as an agent in a 20,000 person, small town, having a viral video, is a fun story, but not Super necessarily a lead machine. And you get to maybe meet like an agent from San Diego that you wouldn't have met because like they enjoyed your video. And like, again, now you have some referral base, but um, again, back to what you're saying is keeping it hyper local is, is yeah. certainly going to be a lot more. Um, uh, what was the word you used? It's just going to be more valuable, valuable. You know, yes. you're going to be able valuable. to, you're going to be able to really build on that SEO and that searchability around the town that you serve over and over again. Check out the Monica Church podcast. So I think you'll take a lot from that on uh, on Over Ask podcast from, from yesterday. We can link that down below as well. And uh, 
we'll see you next week. I'll be at T360 down here in Naples. So I'll have hopefully a lot to share off of the maybe I'll be Maybe I'll be getting some sun while you're there. Maybe. You just never know. We do have uh, never know. We do have a hotel over there that I won't be staying at. So maybe. Maybe. All right. See you next week. Keep it real, guys. See you guys.